if I had my life to live over, I'd, I'd, how often have you ever wondered about that? Every now and then when I'm meeting with someone who is talking about a past that they're not happy about, they will longingly offer a phrase like that. If I just had my life to live over again. And most of us have entertained that intriguing idea, even if only for a few brief moments, living our life over. If I had my life to live over, I'd, I'd, well, you can fill in the blank. We might especially like to go back and make some changes if we've messed some things up. If we've made a bad judgment in a relationship or a business deal. If we said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Or if we should have said something but said nothing at all. If we hurt people either knowingly or unknowingly. We might like to go back in time if we made a wrong choice. Jumped to a conclusion too soon or made an assumption that turned out to be inappropriate. Perhaps we'd like to turn back the clock of time if we've developed a bad habit, if we've missed a great opportunity, if we didn't risk when we should have, or perhaps if we didn't say, I'm sorry, but should have, if we should have forgiven another but didn't, or forgive ourselves, or any other thing we can think of when things got really botched up. To want to go back and change those things is pretty typical. Time. 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 A time to seek. And a time to lose. A time to keep silence. And a time to speak time to die, and a time to be born. Some of us might want to go all the way back and start over from the beginning, whereas most of us would probably want to go back to a particular point in our lives and maybe start over from there. This feeling is sort of like wanting to trade in our car at a car swap and see if we could get a better deal on something. There's an anonymous piece that's called, If I Had My Life to Live Over, and I'd like to share it. If I had my life to live over, I'd pick more daisies. I'd try to make more mistakes next time. I'd be sillier than I had been this trip. I would relax. I'd limber up. I know very few things I would take seriously. I would take more trips and travel lighter. I would be crazier. I would be less hygienic. I would take more chances. I would climb more mountains, swim more rivers, and watch more sunsets. I would have actual troubles and fewer imaginary ones. You see, I'm one of those people who live practically and sensibly and sanely hour after hour, day after day. Oh, I have my mad moments. And if I had it to do over again, I'd have more of them. In fact, I'd try to have nothing else, just moments, one after another, instead of living so many minutes ahead. If I had my life to live over, I'd start 
barefooted earlier in the spring and stay that way later in the fall. I'd play hooky more. I'd ride more merry-go-rounds and swing more. I'd do more water and sun fun things. I'd turn more somersaults and roll in the grass. If I had my life to live over, I'd try to be more in touch with God and those I love. I'd pray aloud more and with less fear. Yes, I'd risk more and not care what people think or expect of me. I'd give more of me and take more of you. I'd just be more and more. Yes, I'd pick more daisies next time. Well, I remember picking flowers when I was a kid for my mom, but it wasn't daisies, it was dandelions. And I can remember taking a fistful of dandelions into my mom and being so proud of that. But it's the same idea of picking the daisies, picking the dandelions, whatever it was for you. But at some point we get off track in life. We become too grown up. And we're not picking enough dandelions or daisies. Life is a gamble. Life has risk. And it is filled with choices. And if you went back in time, there's no guarantee that things would be better the second time around. It's a gamble when achieving things then and now. And so we wonder whether a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. What I'm really trying to say is that trading in your life may not change things at all because we would still be the very same person. My hunch is that the areas of our lives that we're least satisfied with are usually our own fault. Human nature gets in a rut. And so if we had our lives to live over again, human nature being what it is, we'd probably pretty much be the same. If you had to go back and you had that chance, it would take the same amount of courage to change something that happened 20 years ago as it would to change something in your life right now. It's a fantasy to think that our past could be changed so easily. It's really no easier to change the past than it is to change ourselves moving step by step into the future. Are there things I've done or not done that I regret? You bet there are. But if I were given the choice to go back and live life over, I would have to say no. Because there is very little I would change. I have come to recognize that the good and the bad experiences have brought me to the place that I am right now. And our tradition reminds us time and time again that our Christian faith is present and future-oriented. Paul puts it well in Philippians chapter 3 when he says, One thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. You see, God heals our past so that we can press on to the future. The Greeks had an understanding of history that most everything was cyclical. That is to say that history has a way of repeating itself 
and that if we wait long enough, it will. But the Christian view of history is linear. That kind of, that, that humankind is on a journey moving forward into the future. And Christ broke into that progression in a particular place in time. And because of that event in time, history has never been the same. And we've come to realize that we don't have to go back, that God accepts and forgives us and gives us a fresh new day today. We call that redemptive time. And as we look to the future, we recognize our human limitations. Let's remember the helpful words of that giant theologian of the 20th century, Reinhold Niebuhr, when he said, May God grant you the courage to change the things which can be changed, the patience to accept that which cannot be changed, and the wisdom to know the difference. If you are smelling the roses and picking more daisies, are you getting enough of what abides in life? Animals eat the products of nature and experience the world as it comes to them, but they have no sense of the things that truly abide. What makes us different from animals is that we can make meaning out of our lives. We can make sense out of our existence and try to understand God's purposes in our lives. We have the ability to pull back and reflect on past events and then consider the future as we're living in the present. And we can philosophize about the meaning of life and death. And so we reflect on the things that abide in life. John's disciples, you remember, came to Jesus and they asked about fasting. And as you remember, Jesus told them that as long as the bridegroom was with them, there was no need to fast. That would come later. We don't know for certain if Jesus was saying he himself was the actual bridegroom, because later in Matthew he said, Lo, I am with you even to the end of the age, meaning his presence was with us always. The Christian message can easily be lost if it becomes comfortable, stale, and old. I think Jesus was saying that fasting at prescribed times is not the point. Fasting needs to take place at appropriate times in the disciplined life of faith. But the wedding image suggests a celebration. And sometimes I wonder if in the Christian faith we've lost that note of joy. God's not a taskmaster all the time. God wants us to know the gladness of abundant life. And then at the end of our scripture lesson, Jesus says that you don't put a new piece of cloth on an old garment. Because if you do, the garment's going to tear and it'll be even worse after it's been washed. No, you put new wine into new wineskins so that both can grow and expand. The gospel is brand new and deserves new containers, Jesus was trying to say. We're the new containers. New times demand new responses. And as we look life over, we can see that when our feelings were in touch with life and the world around us, that that 
was always the case, then it's been fulfilling, which includes the good and the difficult times. Life was never promised to be perfect. God is not the fountain of youth. But God does offer healing of our past and presence in our future. God offers redemption. And we can't rewind. So we don't need to ask the question, if I have my life to live over. We do have our life to live right now. Fresh and new each day. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. The future's ahead. It's uncluttered. It's bright. And we are free to make new choices, to live life fully and to enjoy life fully. So, this summer, let's be more in touch with God and those we love. And let's pick more daisies. Amen.